This is London Calling. London Calling. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Dellingpole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. Tobes, are you on holiday again, by any chance? Well, sort of, yes. I'm in, um, I'm in Norfolk, um, where um, Caroline, my wife, um, uh, is playing in a tennis tournament. And um, she, she, um, she was previously, she previously contested, uh, she, she was previously a competitor in this tournament and won. So she's kind of like, um, she's the reigning champion defending her title. Um, and uh, so that's where we've come back. But it was, p- needless to say, postponed for three years. Because so you're, you're basically a, a tennis widower. I'm a, t- I'm, I'm, I'm a sort of, yeah, I'm like, um, you know, the, the, I'm like the, the, the wives and gir- I'm in the wives and girlfriends kind of section. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, in, yeah, as the, as the, yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice uh, yeah, so in Norfolk, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, in, it's in a place called, the tournament is in a place called Hunstanton. Yeah, um, which I don't think it's sort of one of the smartest places, um, but um, it is no- nonetheless full of um, uh, men with kind of red trousers and Panama hats and full of um, teenage, um, you know, privately educated children, all of whom, almost without exception, have mullet haircuts. And if you're familiar, that, that, do you know what? That's really, really interesting. What you, it may, maybe the most interesting thing you say on the entire podcast, because um, <laughs> I hope not. M- my son. <laughs> has also expressed interest in getting a mullet haircut. And it, it, it's one of those things which you and I, quite rightly, uh, imagined were never going to come back. Because how could yeah. anything so hideous... The, the mullet was a byword for horribleness, wasn't it? It's, it's, it was. It's short at the front and sort of long at the... Back. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's sh- sh- short and maybe it's a little bit spiky at the front, and then kind of long at the back in a kind of layered way. So it looks almost like a a dish, like a like a kind of um, like a mop. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, like you, I associate it with the kind of very worst of kind of the fashion excesses of the first half of the nineteen seventies. You know, alongside high waisted kind of it wasn't the seventies terms. It was later than that. The mullet. Was I'd it? say it was more of an eighties thing. So, I, mean, I, 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 think, I think it was Bay City, Bay City Rollers, weren't they? Didn't they all have mullets? And wasn't that the kind of first half of the seventies? Oh, maybe. It, uh, well, there was that bloke in um, Slade as well who had had one of those. Noddy Holder. Yeah, he. he no, was no, a, no, he no, was... not him. The other one. The one. The the, the other one who wasn't yes, Noddy yeah, Holder. Know, yeah, but anyway, yeah. it, it's possible that the mullet went had two periods in the sun. One in one, one in the in the Bay City Rollers era. Yeah, and, I think I think on. in America. I think in America it it, 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 it it was it was an 80s style. You can you can it was like you can imagine kind of you know John McEnroe in the 80s with a mullet, um, and various kind of you know pop stars and TV celebrities. Uh, so I think in in America it was an 80s fashion phenomenon, but in the UK I think it was the the mid 70s. But I mean, we've I'm anyway we, we've clinched it now. Anyway, if, it's if we want our sons. Uh, to, to to get a mullet, all we've got to do is 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 play this podcast. I mean, if they were 
ever insane enough to listen to their father's work, which they did, which they, luckily they don't. Yeah, they would definitely get it just to spite us. Well, actually, my sons, having seen this kind of um, parade of mullets at this tennis tournament, have both independently decided that they no longer want to get mullets. So um, actually, that the, the ubiquitousness of the mullet has put them off oh, right. at this tennis tournament. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but maybe you're right. If they listen to this podcast, they might change their minds. Yeah. So um, you, you've got you've got what well, you've got two days off. And... Two days off. Yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back to London tomorrow. Oh. Um, well, uh, and, and then I and then um, uh, m- my son, uh, my 17 year old son, is at this kind of Oxford summer school a private Oxford summer school uh, for children who've reached the end of their first year of sixth form before the second. So they can, he's doing a kind of PPE program to help him decide if, if philosophy, politics and economics is what he wants to do at university. And I've managed to negotiate a discount in return for doing some teaching. So I'm supposed to be heading to Oxford on Wednesday, Thursday, what? Friday to do a bit of teaching. And I think my son's going to pretend he doesn't know me and has no connection with me as I stand. What are you going to teach? Advanced cuckery. What? What? what, what? <laughs> I thought. Uh, no, on the contrary, I, I, I thought I'd, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm doing kind of like a, a three lecture course yeah. in dangerous ideas. I'm going to introduce them to some dangerous ideas. Right. Um, that that's my plan. Anyway, it may it may not. It, it, I may I may be cancelled. You know, within five minutes of opening my mouth and told to go home, but we'll see. Right, I see. Well, that, yeah, good. I, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to in, encourage your child in the direction of, of PPE. I mean, everyone I know who's done PPE is, is a complete scumbag, loser. Um, <laughs> James, I did PPE. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> everyone apart from, apart from you being the rare exception, Topes. It is, it, it's kind of... For the, for the kind of slime bags that, that that are currently making our lives so miserable, it's 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 the degree of choice, isn't it? Well, um, Evelyn Waugh called it um, a self-publicist degree, and um, certainly I think that, that 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 pretty much sums up what I got out of it. Um, but I'm uh, amazed that it was around in in, in when Evelyn Waugh was alive. I, th- I thought it was a more recent phenomenon. But you know, I yeah, I think uh, I think it, it may not have been around when he was. Uh, I think it was originally called Modern Greats. Oh. Um, uh, before it became PPE. So that's what I think he described modern greats as a self-publicist degree. Oh, I see. It, it, it's basically um, about training you to lie, isn't it? Just to lie well, and scheme. Well, I wouldn't put it yes. quite like that. Um, it, it, it is. It, it's, 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 it's an education in statecraft. You know, it, it, it's yeah, exactly. Well, that, well, that's, that's the same thing. Lying. Aristotle's Academy. Um, but uh, yeah, but um, uh, uh, well, when I was doing PPE, um, uh, I remember my tutors took it at Brasenose College, took it quite seriously and taught me and the other PPEists as if we were one day, you know, going to become politicians, possibly even political leaders. And um, and I always took that with a large dose of thought, thinking, no, you know, our time has passed. It's not going to be us. This is kind of hubristic. But actually, some, the person two years below me um, at Brazeners was David Cameron, um, who did indeed go on to become Prime Minister. Um, so perhaps it wasn't as hubristic as I thought. Um, but uh, anyway, um, uh, you did English, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody um, who's threatening the world, I don't think, read English. I mean, unless you count that 
green woman, what's her name? The only green MP, Caroline Lucas. I think she she was in. Did English. she do English? Okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, quite a few prominent. Didn't Michael didn't Michael Gove? Do we? I mean, I know actually, like that's Michael, a good point. Um, he did. But I think quite a few prominent greenies read English because right. essentially greenery has got nothing to do with 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 hard science anyway so inevitably they, they would be doing a kind of something is it rooted do you think in this kind of um vision of merry england that kind of um kingsley amis satirized so brilliantly in lucky jim um i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't recall much time being spent on well, there is there is quite a strong strain of romanticism, isn't there, in the Green Movement? Um, and you can see yes. if you studied, you know, romantic poetry, the great romantic novelists, um, that that might kind of encourage you to think that modernity was a kind of blight on mankind, and we needed to go back to this blissful Edenic kind of pastoral yeah. England era. I think I, th- I think I think that modern environmentalism is is, is rooted in, in particularly the German romantic movement I, I think the whole ecology scene yes. came, came came via the nazis um f- from from um german romanticism i mean i i can't be doing with the romantics i th- i i'm 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 glad that 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 they all they all died young or or, or that <laughs> well not not words with unfortunately but i but i but it's, it's a shame that he didn't i i i think they would have been absolutely ghastly people to meet they would have been so annoying do you not think? Yeah, that that's probably true. Um, yeah, I'm, I like um, I like much more miserable, depressive poets like Philip Larkin. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'd have been speech. fine. He'd have been fine. And I, been, I think he'd have been. I could have hung out with Thomas Hardy with. as well. I think he'd have been all right because he was a proper yeah. proper rustic yeah. sort. But no, these kind of fair weather rustics, you know, Wordsworth would be boasting all the time about how far he'd stomped that day and be pointing out <laughs> stuff that you know, like like daffodils. Uh, and clouds aren't yeah. they amazing you know yeah boring yeah, on about yeah, clouds yeah, yeah. All right. yeah please give me satanic although there. we could have done we could have done laudanum with with coleridge and maybe had a few yeah. you know damsels with that's a dulcimer true. that kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 that's true yeah maybe opium with shelley um and byron yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so um we ought to get on to some of the big big stories that have happened since we last spoke James. nothing's I mean, I happened guess... Tobes. it's it, it, this is this is this is the phony war stage before before hell is unleashed this autumn autumn winter i think it's going to be the grimmest autumn winter any of us have ever seen or imagined even possible it's going to be horrible again on on, on, on so many fronts I, I i think that i think that while we've been kind of lulled into a false sense of security by this this torpor, this the, the, all, all the extraordinary heat we've been having, and and the fact that some of us have been able to slip away on holiday, you know, airlines, airline, airlines permitting, and airport airports permitting. Um, this is just to to lull us into a false sense of security, and it's going to get really really bad, particularly on the food front, on the on the um, financial system collapse front, on the on the kind of vaccine enforcement front. I mean, I, I think I think they're going to screw us over in in any number of ways. Well, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we are in for um, a tough winter, um, and uh, and I think we're going to see some outbreaks of civil unrest. Maybe not. In England um, or the UK, but certainly, yeah, yeah, in England, already too. beginning to see it. In, in, I mean, maybe in France, in rural France, for instance, you might begin to see it. Why, um, why rural uh, France? 
Well, because um, it's so kind of cut off from the kind of centre. It's the periphery, isn't it? And it's sort of that's where the yellow jacket protesters come from. Um, but but um, uh, I was thinking of the big story of the week being the FBI's raid on Trump's home um, uh, and, and the taking away of the various uh, documents that he had supposedly unlawfully taken with him from the yes. White House, which he's not supposed to have done. Um, and it's uh, I mean, it's um, it seems to be a colossal own goal on the part of the kind of Democratic establishment. They still seem to think that Trump is like any other mortal politician that can be defeated by mortal means. So if they can show that he broke the law by taking, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the letter from Obama, kind of uh, giving him a few pointers on what to do as president, if he took that home with him and put it in his safe at Mar-a-Lago, that, 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 that's it. They've got him banged to rights. He's committed a federal crime. He can't run. And it's kind of, it's just kind of like, no, you're not going to defeat Trump with these kind kinds of weapons. These things, you throw these things at him, you just make him more powerful. And he does definitely seem to have got a kind of injection of energy uh, from the whole experience. His base has been mobilized. You know, if anything, it was going to push him into running in 2024. This was it. So it looks like, you know, the, and, and he'll almost certainly win. So it looks like the Democrats have just shot themselves in the foot. Well, which is why I have my suspicions, because it all seems a bit too pat to me. I mean, I, I agree that on the surface, that is exactly how the story looks. It's it's a kind of out of control, um, deep state um, in, in league with their, their puppets uh, in the Demo- Democrats. And they launch this gratuitous raid on 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 the presidential um, home, which which I mean, let's face it, no other other ex president gets this treatment. Uh, normally, they're they're treated with 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 outrageous reverence, even though they're all a bunch of lying crooks. Um, and so, why should why should Trump be singled out for this outrageous? Treatment and apparently, so the story goes, his safe was empty, so he probably knew they were coming anyway. He was probably, you know, prepared for all, all, all this. And I can see, I can see, yeah, that that your average Trump supporter is going to going to get mobilised and motivated by this by this assault on on you know on on Trump. But actually, I wonder whether that's that's just another of another. It's part of the deception. I think at this point we are living in a hall of mirrors where you cannot trust any um, official version of anything. I mean, I'd, <laughs> don't get me started on the, on the Anne Hesh thing. Have you seen that? Uh, oh, you. But, but just before we get on to Anne Hesh. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, why, don't worry, why, I'm not going to. I'm not done with Trump yet. But uh, yeah, we, we should talk about but, that as well. But but yeah. But, but, but what, what, why, why would you know um, the Democrats or the deep state want? to push Trump into running ah, in 2024, because, given that he's likely to win? Well, because, as I say, nothing is, is as it seems. So, so yeah, we, we think of it in terms of Democrats versus Republicans, but the game played by the deep state is much more complicated than that. And, and, and part, of, part of the game is and always has been playing off one side against the other and creating division within society. And what, what, what better way of creating division than, than um, getting Trump supporters all excited about this assault on their hero and, and meanwhile getting, getting Dems all riled up about the fact that this guy who should, who should have been finished off is somehow living to fight another day. That, that's what I mean. So, I, look, 
In my view, no no one becomes U.S. president without the the prior permission of of the the deep state. And you know, we we think of Trump as a maverick, and he was nobody's nobody's fool. But actually, I'm not sure that he was quite the he's quite the hero some of us used to think he was so i don't know did, I, did, I don't trust did the any, scales any... fall did, did did was operation warp speed was that the turning point yeah the i think certainly right that this is the, for me this is one of the, the 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 puzzles um why if if the guy is so you know if he's so good at 7d chess or whatever whatever the game is he's capable of playing if he if he really is such an anti-establishment maverick, why did he let himself be controlled by a crook like Anthony Fauci? Why did he allow himself to be browbeaten by the CDC and 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 all these authorities? You know, and and why did he carry on pushing this the, the clot shot when he must have been perfectly aware that well he was aware he demonstrated it when he when he picked up hydroxychloroquine for example um, he must be perfectly aware that there were other readily available treatments which did not require experience experimental gene therapy being forced on the American people. So that is a massive question mark that hangs over him. And and then there's the issue of, of his family. I mean, particularly, I think, the influence of Jared Kushner. I, 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 how, how did he allow himself to, to be be controlled by by people who were who sort of not necessarily on board with the with the with the message that his his grassroots would have liked to hear? I, I, I don't get it at all. So there are a lot of question marks over him. He's not my hero anymore, anyway. Okay. Um, so, what's your, what's your, why did you bring up Anne Hirsch? Oh, well, you know that she's, she's, uh, she's an actress. I think was she, was she married to that terrible chat show woman? What's her name? Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen I think DeGeneres. She had, she had a long, a long-standing relationship with her. Were they married? I can't remember. I don't yeah. know. That in itself is dodgy because it makes me think that that I don't trust Anne Hesh if she if she had such a, a dodgy. I mean, because you know, if if any if anyone's associated with the forces of of, of darkness, it's going to be Ellen DeGeneres, degenerate. Okay. <laughs> but but, but um, at the same time, so Anne Hesh has had a had a a, a car accident, yeah. uh, a, a near fatal car accident just after making a movie about child trafficking which is which is a bit of a hot topic for you know it's, it's something that generally hollywood people steer clear of um and there were lots of people who don't want to film like that being made so so th- there's a suggestion that that this car accident wasn't totally accidental and there's, there's apparently footage taken by a neighbor of this of her car suddenly going out of control like it's this is this is not not a natural accident and then you've got have you seen the footage of the of the fireman this is no. the really weird one that it purports i mean look what what can one trust that, that that appears on the internet you don't know the context of these things or whether it is the incident it, it purports to be but what i've seen is this footage of firemen uh, rescuing this person purportedly Anne Hesch from from this car accident and sh- she's on a stretcher and she's covered up and then suddenly she tries to escape um, and then th- and then they have to sort of control her well that doesn't look like a woman who's been nearly fatally injured in a car accident it, it, it's all it's all weird but if if um, if the kind of forces of darkness didn't want people to see this film she's just made wouldn't they make it more likely that people were going to see the film if it was now her last film 
um, by kind of oh, now you now you're thinking like a true <laughs> a, a true, true tin foil. There the may be hope for you yet, Tobes. I don't know. Look, I I, I just it, it's I, I absolutely haven't a clue. But but this this story has been doing the rounds, and it it is I, it is quite weird. I should have I should have guessed you'd have a a theory about um, Anne Hesh's. Um, Death. I think now she's. I think they've unplugged her, haven't they? I think Have she's they? now no more. Um, but um, I, it, but this reminds me, James. Like someone showed me um, a, a, a newspaper, which has apparently been quite widely circulated for free. Um, I don't know whether it, 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 it kind of has a particularly large circulation in Norfolk, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's called the Light. Have you oh, come I love the Light. This? fantastic <laughs> it's like the daily delling poll yeah, yeah it's like the it's, story oh, on brilliant. page three was in about chemtrails i had the five. guy on my on what well, just briefly on 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 the, the the delling pod special with dick i did the other day at the at the, the hope freedom festival right right um, the, the yeah no, the night is brilliant the headline act well because and who is the, the guy how does he fund it um just not <laughs> Um, not in the same way that, say, Lord Rothermere or, or Rupert Murdoch fund theirs, I imagine. I, I, I think it's more more on sort of goodwill and donations and volunteers and that kind of thing. But it, right. it, what I like about the light is that it seems to be a return to the traditions of the, the pamphleteers of the 17th century. Yes. And yes. I like that. I like its, its, its low, lo-fi quality and its... You know, I mean, probably some of the articles in it. Are... And it, yeah, it's 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 like a kind of, you know, an anti-royalist pamphlet that would have been circulating during the time of the English Civil War, full of kind of scurrilous stories about the kind of the court. And, but it, it, no, you're right. It it does it is in that kind of radical um, anti-establishment. Where where did you come across tradition. it? Someone, someone who picked me up from Kings Lynn Station yesterday had a copy in her car and she showed it to me and I was astonished. I thought, good lord. I, this is I'm, I'm familiar with all of this material because this is what James talks about every week. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it's. I think it. I think it's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so should we should we hear from our sponsor? And I think it's you that's gonna gonna be reading this out. Oh, we've only yes. got one this week. It is, uh, but but it's but it's <laughs> but it's a good. It's a good one. <laughs> when Thor. Guested on the Dellingpod, he arrived in a city slicker hire car with bald tyres. Oh, how we laughed as he fishtailed up our snowy hill, heading home to Scotland, land of windmills and, well, bat-chomping eco-crucifixes and global warming alarmists. Thor has given pro bono counsel to FSU victims of cancel culture since launch, and he values connection with fellow free-speaking London callers in these most troubling of times. Telegram, at Thor underscore Holt, Holt, or www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Thor Holt. When not supporting FSU members in the teeth of their cancellation gale, Thor helps business owners solve their challenges, money still being useful, at least until programmable CBDC. For example, an SME facing 20% redundancies worked with Thor and in four months, this is great, this landed £20.4 million of new contract, avoided redundancies and secured a 10-year project pipeline. Wow, that's pretty good, Thor. Our first London caller to work with Thor 
a business owner who signed himself as a non-executive director, said, London Calling actually undersell you, Thor. You do what you say on the tin, but better. You've absolutely turbocharged me. Even if you don't require Thor's help now, get in touch because he values free thinkers like you. LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Thor Holt or Telegram at Thor underscore Holt. Hmm. Telegram user. I smell no clot shots. Bet he's Team James. Yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> Good old Thor. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Thor maybe maybe Team James, but that's not to say he's unwilling to help people on Team Toby. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess the other really big story of the week was the assault on Salman Rushdie um, on when was it on Friday um, when he was giving a speech apparently about the importance of freedom of expression um, at a a literary event um, near Buffalo in New York State. And um, uh, an Islamist extremist um, uh, seemingly kind of brushed past security with a driving license in the name of two notorious uh, members of Hezbollah. So not his real name. Um, and, uh, and when Rushdie got up to speak, this guy rushed the stage and stabbed him, I think, nine times um, uh, before he was subdued by uh, an off-duty state trooper, um, and Rushdie was then airlifted to the local hospital, initially in intensive care on a ventilator, apparently now in slightly better shape, off the ventilator, talking, according to his son, still has his sense of humour, but may well end up um, uh, permanently disabled by this attack, including uh, being left blind in one eye. Uh, pretty, pretty horrendous, horrible stuff. Um, and I kind of thought that, I mean, I guess I thought that that Rushdie was able to lead a relatively normal life now, doesn't need round-the-clock security that, you know, um, the fatwa, even though it hasn't been formally lifted, um, it was made, what, in 1988 or 89? Um, uh, uh, but apparently you know the threat has always been there and um well the apparently finally yeah thing is tobes i look, look i i i wish i wish him a, a swift recovery i think it's horrible what happened to him but i i as, as with all these stories i i do not believe the version of events that gets presented in in the newspaper look it, it's okay you and i both thought that the the fatwa had sort of been diluted over the years and that no one would come for him and I think that's probably that's probably broadly true at the same time America is quite big on security and things isn't it and 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 Rushdie is not unaware that his life has been under threat before so I I just sort of smell a rat when when he can get stabbed on stage like that and nobody does anything about it until it's too late I just I just think there's no, well, I don't. He wasn't, I don't he trust wasn't, the he wasn't, version. He wasn't killed. It looked like. Um, I mean, it could have been. It could conceivably have been worse. He might have actually been killed. Um, looks like, you know, people intervened and subdued the attacker before he was able to kill him, which he seemed determined to do. I mean, it sounds like quite a frenzied attack. Yeah. Um, but I. I mean, I, I. I'm. I'm. I'm less suspicious than you. Well, of course, Tobes, um, because because I mean, you, you're, I, you're in you're in normie world, and I'm I'm in red pilled don't trust 
and it, I, I, you know, I do but not some, trust sometimes the mainstream things media are, narrative are, on anything but at all. I think the mainstream media think anything is lies just so relentlessly that, that it, I just don't read the papers for that reason. Because if it's in the papers, it's either something that, that they want to tell you or something they want to conceal from you. Well, um, there may be a conspiracy here, but it looks like it was a conspiracy in which the Iranian state was involved. And you know, there's been some rumours that the attacker but was it, had though? some links with the Iranian Revolutionary Guards. Um, uh, and, uh, well... That's, I mean, of course, of course that, that is what they want you to think. And, I, I, you know, it may be. It, it, it's conceivable that that is the case. But, but, I, but I, equally, I can see that there are vested interests which, don't, which want to keep Iran under the cosh at the moment. Um, I mean, hasn't, um, uh, what's his face, the one who's not Liz Truss, hasn't he been making noises about this, that we must... We must Rishi Sunak. Yeah, we must start boycotting Iran. You, 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 it, whenever a story like this, this is emer- emerges, you, you, you start say, saying, well, let's not get distracted by the, the details of the incident. I mean, horrible and grisly though it is. Let's, let's look at the, the, the bigger picture and see who might benefit from this. And there are all sorts of vested interests that might benefit from a, a kind of well, renewed tension with, with Iran and so on. It's not, it's not just simply a question of the world is populated with these crazy de- jihadists just waiting for a chance to have a crack at the, the apostate. It's I not like that. that, that the, the message, the, you know, the, the attacker is hoping to send is you, you, you mustn't say or write anything that is going to offend Muslims like me. And that is a message that's been sent repeatedly. Um, Rushdie was, you know, one of the first examples of someone who was singled out and persecuted for daring to say something, you know, fundamentalist Muslims think is sacrilegious and deeply offensive. Um, But since then, there've been numerous other examples. Um, uh, And, you know, the liberal left has done so little to stand up for the right of people to say something, write something uh, that's going to offend Muslims, that, uh, you know, I think it, we've reached this point um, that they think it's, you know, that the fundamentalist Islamists think they're winning this war. They can effectively suppress any criticism of their religion um, uh, just by attacking anyone who dares to breach one of their taboos, whether yeah. it's the and teacher the- at Batley Grammar School, um, uh uh, the maker of that film in Holland, the people who produced the cartoons for Charlie Hebdo, the publisher of the Satanic Verses. I mean, this is just the latest example yeah. in the most, uh, you know, the, 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 the probably the most serious assault on freedom of expression in our era. Yeah. And, and five years ago, that's exactly the kind of uh, piece I would have written because these articles write themselves, don't they? Because you've got you've got. You know, so many examples and 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 free speech and yada. But I but I I don't I don't buy it anymore. So <laughs> there it is. Well, I didn't expect you to, to be honest. Um, so um, <laughs> that's uh, good. <laughs> so um, at least you uh, know me now, Tibbs. What else, James? Jerry Sadowitz's uh, cancellation at the Edinburgh Festival. The, um, I well, I, I, just, that, I, I never I never saw. Um, I've never seen Jerry Sadowitz. But but do you know what he was cancelled for? Well, he was cancelled, I think, for two things. Um, so he only, I think, he was booked to perform at the Pleasance on the Edinburgh Fringe for two nights. And um, after people supposedly complained at the end of his first performance, that it was even claimed that there were some walkouts, the Pleasance decided to cancel his second performance. And they claimed that 
various things in his act were um, it was that old sort incompatible with our values. Oh right. And I think that his 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 two great sins were um, he used the p word to describe Rishi Sunak, though I don't know the context. Penis. Um, I don't know. If, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, a, a racial uh, epithet. A, a racial epithet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, and in addition, no. In addition, he actually got out his penis on stage. Did he? Um, yes. Um, but I mean, the, 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 the so did Zelensky. Thing, and Zelensky's a, a global hero. So I don't understand this, world. this world with mixed point. messages. And, and actually, yeah. And there has been this this very successful, long running Edinburgh Fringe show called "The Puppetry of the Penis." Uh, which involves yeah. a real-life human penis, as I understand it. Um, but so, yeah, so that it felt like a kind of a, an excuse. And, you know, Jerry Sadowitz has been telling racist jokes, and I don't think in a sort of straightforward, unironic way, for, you know, for decades. And well, that's true. The really annoying I used thing to go, about this is, yeah. I used to go to the, um, to the Edinburgh Fringe all the time. And, and the, this is when I was working as the arts correspondent of The Telegraph. And, and the, my bosses used to get really pissed off with me because I used to go up there, spend about 10 days on, on, on expenses, going to see all these, these, these shows uh, and, and hanging out with, with, with the standards and never, never producing any decent news stories out of it. And uh, I'd always stay at a, a, a posh hotel up there. Um, those, yeah. those are the days. But, those were the days. It's now the front line of the culture. News stories coming out of your eyeballs if you're up there now. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But, yeah, A, I wouldn't dare go up there because they would hate me so much that, you know, I'd probably get sort of stabbed with somebody's skin do. Um, uh, but, but, but also, um, the, the culture, the climate was completely different then. I remember, as I say, I never saw Jerry Sadovitz, but I remember him being a, considered an icon like he was like the sort of the, the queen mother of the yes. of the Ed, edinburgh fringe he was untouchable he was raw he was authentic he was he was the kind he of was thing scottish yeah, yeah somebody who could never possibly be cancelled because he was so intimately bound up with the history of the of the, of yes. the fringe and stuff yes and it's yeah. it sounds it, like it, it's I become mean, it, so safe and corporate that yeah well it's like, it's sort of like, yeah absolutely it's become it's become the kind of uh it, it's no longer fringe. It's absolutely central. It's the central expression of kind of ideological orthodoxy. Now, it's 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 uh, we're fringe. You more so but, than me. But you know, the, but the Edinburgh Festival. It's like it's like it's just it's just the Guardian on stage. It is. Um, but um, the th- the thing that annoys me. I mean, people were complaining uh, this year in particular um, at the Edinburgh Festival. All these trigger warnings in programmes and on kind of billboards. Um, so, you know, you, you can't go to see anything remotely risque without being kind of bombarded with trigger warnings. Now, I've always thought that the trade off with trigger warnings is that, you know, OK, they're really irritating. They're infantilizing, They're patronising. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's better that something comes with a trigger warning than that it be cancelled. But in the case of Jerry Sadowitz, it's like the worst of both worlds. First of all, you know, audience members got these trigger warnings. I mean, the, 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 the item in the programme describing his show is just kind of festooned with trigger warnings. Um, uh, 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 and, you know, all the people who bought tickets presumably knew exactly what to expect. Uh, you know, as you say, he's famously kind of a, a little bit out there and the embodiment of the kind of, you know, the anti-establishment antique spirit of the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, but, you know, having having having, you know, delivered all these trigger warnings, they then cancel him anyway. It's like, well, what's the what's the what's the rationale for trigger warnings then? Why, why put them there in the first place? If you're going to mm. cancel the guy for doing exactly what you've warned people he's going to do. 
Mm. No. Anyway, annoying. I agree. Um, we've got. Um, I've, I've got to go in in quarter of an hour, so we want to leave a okay. enough time for. Um, for Should we move on to culture corner? Culture, um, the, culture the, corner. There is a big development, but I, I haven't actually um, uh, seen it yet. But I think is it is it tonight? I believe um, uh, is the um, uh, premiere of episode one, season one of House of the Dragon, um, the Game oh, of Thrones. What? Prequel. I mean, James, you you must James. We used to. Why do... aren't I there? Well, I think it, I, I think um, yeah, I think they've actually had the actual premiere in Los Angeles, um, uh, but this is the t- the television premiere. Maybe maybe in the UK, maybe it's already premiered in the US. I don't know. Um, but on British TV tonight, you'll be able to see it on Now TV at nine o'clock. House of the Dragon, and uh, I, I mean we have to watch it so we can talk about it next week. Well, hang on a um, second. You mean it starts now? I better I better redo my spectator TV review if that's the case. I thought it wasn't 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 going to be released until um, it's on now no, TV. I I've got I've got it down as debuting today tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, and okay, then we've got I, the Lord of the Rings one coming up quite soon, haven't we? Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. It's gonna it it is going to be literally the worst thing that's ever been on TV ever. Quite possibly, it's yeah, going to be yeah. fantastic. I'm particularly looking forward to seeing <laughs> Lenny Henry. Who I think is just going to be amazingly bad. Um, that's going to be. <laughs> is he just... in it? What does who does he play? I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> some so, not Sora, some lovable character, no doubt. Rather than some, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to be an orc, is he? No, no, he's not. He's going to be a goodie. Yeah, maybe he's Gandalf. Maybe he's Gandalf. <laughs> and isn't it about time that that Gandalf? He, he white Gandalf has been Gandalf the white for too long. We now need yeah, Gandalf yeah, the black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, well, that, you, now you've disturbed me and worried me because obviously I want I want to be the one who reviews that and not my opposite number, James Walton. Because um, oh yeah, I don't think I'm I'm the guardian of opinions about Game of Thrones and and Game of Thrones offshoots. Um, but okay, so that is possible. Um, we, we we must watch that. Do you know what I did yesterday? I did something extraordinary. I something I haven't done for a long time. I sat in the garden, in the sun, and read a book at one sitting. Wow. And the book was I I don't know how what the correct pronunciation of his name is, whether it's Lermontov or Lermontov or Lermontov. And you, you wouldn't know either, would you? I mean I've I no. I, I learned from listening to the audiobook of Brothers Karamatsov that it's pronounced Karamatsov. But okay. it, it's a complicated language, Russian, isn't it? With so, all their so names. What was, so what was so what did, what was the book you read? The book is called A Hero of Our Time, and it was it it holds the distinction of being the first Russian novel, and all the all the great, Russian greats Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, etc., um, were inspired by this one book written by this bloke who was a he was a, he was a toff he was a, he was brought up in an aristocratic household and then he joined he joined the the guards and then um disgraced himself after writing a a poem or something critical of the czar and got exiled to um uh, the back end of beyond um and you know sort of sort of military service in in the caucasus i think um and and then um this is this was inspired by his by his experience there and he like his creation, um, Petcherin, he, he was clearly a kind of 
sort of Flashman-esque character. You know, he just he put it about a lot, a lot, but and was completely sociopathic in his treatment of women. He just, just sort of, you know, they all fell for him and he broke their hearts and enjoyed breaking their hearts almost more than I, I think he enjoyed shagging them. Um, and so you've got this, this sort of monstrous creation, this, this, this sociopath who, who yet, yet shines through the years. I mean, he's, 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 he's a great creation and you can see why the book was so revered. Anyway, so I read it at one sitting in, in the sun. Wow. 175 and pages. Is it quite short? Or was it, was it like 175 pages. Novel, like a- how many? No, it's, you can you can do it in what in, in in that time. One do it in one sitting. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds maybe sounds like a good recommendation. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm just um, <laughs> rather rather more in a I, I can't I can't match you for um, elevated taste. Um, I'm I'm on to Sharp's Battle at the moment. I finished Dune, um, and I've yeah. been um, listening to Sharp's Battle, which is actually one of the better ones. It's pretty good. What's the battle? It has a kind of but it's um I think I think it's it, I don't think oh god I can't remember they usually have names don't they but it's I think it's an entirely fictional battle this time and it's oh, about really? his personal battle with um a French um brigadier called um L- brigadier Lou um and, what, uh, wolf? and like yeah he he's he's essentially a wolf and he's actually you know he's almost a match for Sharp and he bests Sharp um in the kind of initial encounter uh, well no sharp bests him and then he bests sharp and so uh, the point i've reached is sharp is 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 going going in to f- try and finish him off which no doubt he'll do because it's not the end of the sequence right. um but anyway so uh, so i'm 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 currently in the thick it, of is, is this after waterloo or before waterloo this is before waterloo right he's still it, it, the, 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 the the it's amazing how um uh, how how many stories and how many battles um, Bernard Cornwall can write about, you know, during the Napoleonic Wars. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Waterloo is kind of five or six books ahead. You know, there's a, a numerous adventures that Sharp's going to get into um, before he actually, you know, um, meets the French on the battlefield under, you know, the generalship of Wellington. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's to, be, uh, to look forward to. Wellington actually emerges as a fantastic character in the book, a bit like... Um, yeah, I think it presented... Uh, a problem for a lot of people who've written yeah. books about a uh, series in the Napoleonic Wars, that gap between between the Peninsular War and 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 and, and Waterloo. I mean, well, you think that Waterloo was ten years after after Trafalgar. It all, all went a bit sort of quiet for a period, didn't it? Or, or rather, Napoleon turned his attentions to to non non British countries, and um, so we sort of got squeezed out of it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway it's, yeah. it's very entertaining. Um, what um anything on and i I, i'm still i still haven't got to the end of the offer but i'm I'm very much enjoying it rash oh i haven't either where where are you in the all in one gulp i I, tell me i think i'm I'm, episode seven ah i think that's i think i'm not quite that far it's it is amazing how many twists and turns there are in the the true story of the making of that film um I think what's just happened. Um, oh, I forget. It's the, there's so many twists and turns. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good story. It really is. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, I won't say what's happened because it's a bit of a spoiler. But it's a no, don't tell me what happens in case in case I haven't got that that far. But everyone everyone should watch the offer. It's 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 really really good. I think that's it. Yeah, and reception is beginning to fade, so it's probably the right time to stop. Anyway, yeah, good to talk to you, James. And. Um, yeah um if i get out alive let's talk again next good week. all right then right bye okay bye bye this is london calling
Ricochet. Join the conversation.